What do you envision for 2023? If you start to get curious about what's possible for you and how you'll grow this time of year, you're in good company. Today, we're taking it way past vision boards and strategic plans and digging into how to create a truly inspiring and realistic vision for the year ahead. I'm Kate Olsey, your holistic life coach and host of the Joy Finding Podcast, where we explore simple, sustainable ways to infuse more joy and fulfillment in your day-to-day life. Today, we'll explore a holistic approach to visioning for the future. We'll talk about how to balance the micro with the macro, how to lean into what you want, and still leave space to be delighted and surprised by the universe. It all starts right now. Let's dive in. Before I was a life coach, I worked as a director of strategic planning at an Ivy League medical school. And believe me, The difference between strategic planning for a company and yourself is vast. With companies, strategic planning is linear. It's very structured. It's based on quarterly and annual benchmarks because it's meant to guide multiple players in a cohesive aligned direction. Strategic plans help inform decisions for where to direct resources and the best strategic plans also leave room for agility. Visioning for yourself has a different flavor to it. Personal growth tends to be less linear, less structured, and sometimes less predictable. While we've adopted the practice of aligning our own resolutions to the calendar year, in reality, real growth happens on its own schedule based on whatever season we're in. It can be tricky to get caught up in the precision and organization offered by corporate strategic plans and want to be able to map our lives out in the same way. But we're people. The only board of directors we need to make sure are on our page are our spirit guides. And honey, believe me, they are already holding the treasure map. We don't want to discount planning in our personal lives. Visioning and planning helps provide structure. It helps us make more informed decisions about how to direct our time, attention, and other resources. Benchmarks are helpful, and leaving room for agility is essential. Yeah, we want to keep the idea of a strategic plan, but consider how to make it more robust and personalized so it accommodates our highest visions. So where do we start, and what does that look like? What is your vision for the year ahead and beyond? How do we get there? How do we reach into what feels intangible sometimes and do it in a meaningful way? How do we shorten the distance between where we are and where we want to go? And how do we clarify our vision when it feels cloudy or far away? I have three recommendations for you to explore today that will help you clarify your vision and make a more spiritually aligned strategic plan. First is to focus on the feeling you want to create in your life. Second is balancing the macro with the micro actions so you can live into your vision. And third is leaving room for cream in the coffee cup of life. First, let's talk about the feeling. So if you've ever looked at real estate before, 
you understand what it means to focus on the feeling. Whenever we look at real estate, there are logistical parameters. What sort of budget we have, how much space we need, whether we need parking, the neighborhood, the school district, all of those things that inform our decision making and what we even look at. But there's also this more qualitative set of data, so to speak, and that is considering how you want to feel inside of your home. What do you imagine when you picture yourselves having breakfast there or hosting friends for dinner or enjoying playdates with your kids? When we cast the vision of what we want our lives to look at, it goes beyond the logistics and has to include how we actually want to feel inside of that life. Once we have a clearer picture of how we want it to feel, we can set about the work of finding it. When it comes to real estate, that looks like trying on different houses or neighborhoods. We do research, we tour homes, we step into these spaces and get to ask ourselves these questions. How would this feel in the morning, coming down the stairs and pouring myself a cup of coffee? As we imagine these things, we get to try them on and see which one feels the way we want it to. In these cases, we're using our vision to help guide us into alignment with our choices. And the more we see, the clearer our vision gets, right? You start to make decisions like, oh, I don't think this neighborhood is the best fit. This other one feels better to me. Oh, I really like these features. I would love that for us because I picture myself doing X, Y, and Z in that little window nook or whatever it is, right? Yeah, it feels vague in some ways because there's so many open ends to explore or there can be so many directions and choices, but at the end of the day, there are places that feel more right to you than others, and those are the options we end up pursuing in earnest, and there's a reason for it. The things that feel right to us are more aligned to us. They're aligned to our vision and to the values that we hold in our lives and where we want to go. These visions are so helpful to us because they help inform our day-to-day actions. It's how we balance the macro with the micro. It's how we give meaning to our day-to-day lives and things that might otherwise feel mundane when we can connect them to this place that we want to go and the feeling that we're creating and drawing into our lives, it helps us to feel motivated and clear in the actions we take each day. Next, we'll talk about how to balance the macro and micro to make sure you're zeroing in on your vision. My favorite example of balancing the macro with the micro is a client of mine who was focusing on building a foundation for herself as she stepped into a really high profile promotion at her work. As you might have experienced, when we step into promotions or get called into bigger leadership roles, one of the areas that seems to get busy the quickest is our calendar, right? 
suddenly you go from having some control over your time to feeling like everybody needs to meet with you and there's many areas that you need to participate in and it can be very easy to feel overwhelmed. But when we realized that each of these meetings was actually a building block for her foundation, it became easier to be present with them and feel less overwhelmed by the day-to-day tasks. When she could hold the vision of where she was going and connect how she was spending her time and who she's spending it with and the decisions that they're making inside of those meetings, it became much less overwhelming. And also it was a lot easier for her to determine what could stay on her calendar and what could be shifted away. Because the things that fall outside of our macro vision go to the chopping block. And it doesn't mean that everything that goes to the chopping block gets chopped off. It just means they get reviewed with a bit of a more speculative perspective, right? When we know where we're going, it's easier to set upon the work of making it happen. Finally, we'll talk about how leaving room for the unexpected can help your vision jump off the page. Lastly, when setting upon a vision, I urge you to leave room for cream. We've all been there, right? You get a cup of coffee and the woman asks, would you like me to leave room for cream? The answer here is yes. Because cream offers us an opportunity to have it personalized for us. The idea is that we leave a little bit of space for the universe to delight and surprise us. So when we moved to the Netherlands, we set upon the business of looking for a house. We did all of the logistics to get us ready. And when we got here, the house that we looked at happened to belong to a woman from Wisconsin, like 45 minutes away from where I was born. She lived there with her husband who was from Rome and their three kids. And they ended up renting it to us. Not only did they rent it to us, they welcomed us into their friend family. And we had an instant support system and community who we still value tremendously to this day. These are not just some of our closest friends, but they are the ones that really helped to make this whole transition smooth and wonderful essentially. I mean, they made all of the difference for us. And I 100% believe that it was because the universe sent them our way, sent us their way, however it works. I could never have imagined these details. When we walked in and we met them, it was like a huge bing, bing, bing from the universe telling us, you're here, this is it, you found your home. Leaving ourselves room for cream, leaving room for the universe to delight and surprise us, takes our vision and helps it to jump off of the page. Zig Ziglar has a rule of thumb when it comes to goal setting. He said, we go as far as we can see, and when we get there, we can inevitably see further. I love this reminder because it implies two things. First, we have to go. We can't just hold the vision. We have to take action to step into it. 
And secondly, the reminder that the vision will change. We can allow and expect it to change. It will become richer and clearer and also more expansive and likely challenge you to keep going in ways you never even imagined. As we keep balancing the macro with the micro, we bring the vision into focus and make sure that we're using our time to do things that really, truly matter to us. Because at the end of the day, it's not just about getting to what we envision. It's about creating a process that we enjoy our path as we go. So start with where you are, with what you know. Start with what you care about, what you want more of, and continue to trust that the path can be illuminated for you as you go. Thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate your time. Join me again next week for another episode of the Joy Finding Podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider leaving a review, a comment, or sharing it with a friend. To learn more about how to work with me, go to my website at katewolseywellness.com. You can send me a message or book a call to learn more. I've got three spaces available to begin one-on-one coaching with me in January. I'd love for one of them to be yours.